Welcome back to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I am one of your hosts, DM Neil, aka Joke Maniac. And I am Celeste Conowich, uh, your other host, aka Sea Witch. Committing. Committing to it. So Sea Witch and I were at Gen Con, <laughs> and a fun revelation that we had that was both fun and terrifying is that we are in fact the same person. The same person. It was scary. It <laughs> It was, in all honesty. Um, same height, same eyes, same everything, with the one exception that we will share with you. I want to complete a social experiment that Celeste does not approve of. No, absolutely not. If a group of people is somewhere and one person leaves to go to the restroom or accomplish any other task, I want to be able to complete the social experiment of convincing the other people in the group to leave that one person behind. Oh, God, it's just, I know it would be me, like, coming back to this table, and I'd be like, gosh, where did my friends go? Be so sad. <laughs> ah, okay. Speaking of sad, no, there's no segue out of that. No, no. But on the opposite spectrum is happy. And today, Yay. we're going to tie back to episode, wait a second, no, we're not. We're not going to do any of that. Let's go back. Why are you officially holding on to the moniker of AKA Sea Witch? Oh, because you know what? I've accidentally said Sea Witch as my name and couldn't remember what it was before. I I literally can't even can't remember what it was before that. Uh, so I keep saying Sea Witch. So we're committing to that Sea Witch, everybody. That is the new official name, uh, as suggested by somebody on Twitter too, who pointed this out to me and was like, "Hey, you know, why don't you just change it to Sea Witch?" I'm like, "That is a very good point." And uh, yes, done. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you for helping us, whoever you were. And like I said, on a happier note, we're going to talk about episode number 177, Ancestral Analysis, Halflings, which featured Michael Ross from the RPG Academy. And that led to Rorik and I creating DMnastics number 146, Halfway to Somewhere. Hmm. Da, 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 da. So, Celeste, what did we do for this mental exercise? Yes, so for this exercise here, we had a bunch of different photos of halflings. Um, so a lot of great art pieces displaying halflings in different environments. Um, so uh, for this one, we went through and wanted to create a halfling in the world. Uh, so question one was, what is the halfling's name? Question two, what is the halfling's nickname? How did they get it? Three, what special abilities does the halfling have? Four, how does the halfling treat the PCs? Five, what quirks does the halfling have? And of course, six, anything else, a.k.a. you do you. Perfect. Short, sweet, right to the point, because as you may well know. So, because halflings are like that. Yeah. Oh, short and sweet, Aww. straight to the point. And a picture is, of course, worth a thousand words. Uh, I don't think anyone wrote a thousand words, but... Celeste, which one did you want to highlight from the forums? Yes, so today I wanted to highlight the one from Oodles, who's one of our Silver Dragon members. Thank you. Uh, yes, yeah, so they chose basically one of these halflings. So it's a halfling woman who's kind of crouched uh, and has a bunch of like these these potion bottles with her that are filled with this green liquid that's clearly some kind of acid that she's spilling on the ground and she has like this dagger in her hand that's like coated in blood. She's very intense yeah. looking. Um, so. Those eyes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's staring at you like, what? 
uh, from this photo. Uh, but so uh, Oodles named them Jamila Foxtooth, which is just a very good NPC name already, already right there with you. Her nickname is Mistress of the Biting Blade. And uh, for special abilities, essentially what this character does, they have like 10 different daggers on them or just a bunch of daggers at all times. And they're all coated in a different type of poison. So essentially, Jumilla just collects daggers like for whatever occasion she's got a poison ready for it. So if it's to put somebody to sleep to deal extra damage, she's just a master of like potions and poisons. And what I really liked about her uh, for the quirks here, so basically Jamila has been like cultivating poisons and making poisons for so long that she they've actually kind of started to affect her physiology. So she's, after breathing in like noxious fumes and poisonous gases, she's a little like all over the place yeah. in terms, yeah, she... Um, <laughs> She is quick to anger. She's easily confused. Um, so it's actually sort of working like when you hear about like factory conditions and the industrial revolution, mm-hmm. like what actually happens to people when they're constantly processing all of this poison and stuff. Proper ventilation is important for all alchemy. Fun fact. Yes. Uh, she did not wear a face mask nope. while, while uh, making <laughs> these potions. Uh, so, so I thought that was a cool touch to like add on there and remind people that like, yeah, I mean, dealing with poisons your whole life can yeah. absolutely affect uh, NPCs in your world. Oh, it also made me think of uh, when people would get m- mercury poisoning or small mm-hmm. amounts of it because they were handling it in thermometers and all that stuff. Ooh. Yeah, it's just like you wouldn't you wouldn't even know. And I mean, with these medieval fantasy settings, like that makes a lot of sense yeah. that these things would would be affecting uh, the behavior and physiology of characters. That is awesome. Yes. And I, I mean, literally the most intense eyes I have seen yeah. in a painting in a long time. Yeah, it's it's cool. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. And that was that was mine. But but Neil, what did you pick? I picked the entry by DM Danielson, which is uh this image of what kind of looks like a halfling druid who's been chained up and kind of has chains running from her legs and holding them in her hands. And she is named Delphinium, which is actually after a beautiful flower that causes weakness, drooling, abdominal pain, paralysis, and or death when consumed. (laughs) And she is nicknamed Delphi, the Chained Queen, because at one point she was actually captured and chained up for over a year. The entire time she was chained, though, she was meditating and seeking commune with the forest. And eventually, when the guards came by at one point, she was just gone. Mm. Because she had learned tree stride. Cool. And so that's actually a mechanic that DM Danielson has written out as to what tree stride is and her having it and all of the stuff. Um in kind of your normal interaction with PCs, you know, if they mean to, if the PCs mean to cause any harm to the forest, they're going to have a problem. Simple, yep. simple as that. And of course, everyone else in the forest views her as the queen of the forest because she's protecting them and keeps terrible player characters at bay whenever she can. But of course, if they wish to preserve the forest or step in when something bad is happening, then they could have someone that they could interact with in a positive way. 
I totally, I, I just love that idea. Like, you know, she found herself in this horrible situation and like what a what a druid or sage-like thing to do, you know, contemplate, like take that time to meditate so and ask the forest directly for help to spawn this new ability. That's just such a cool idea to me. Yeah. And I also love the quirk is that basically she's very, she's only really comfortable communicating with nature. And I don't, you know, the idea that maybe nature isn't really, doesn't really have the finesse like she sees lying as absolutely pointless so it will from there will be a brutal honesty from her personal perspective no matter how that is and but she can communicate in quite a few languages so she will tell you in your native tongue exactly what she thinks about you oh boy yeah (laughs) that sounds like a super fun character to encounter love it uh, yeah, especially like as the ability to kind of hold up a mirror to your player characters to get, mm-hmm. like in a way to get them thinking about something that maybe they wouldn't have thought of from because now they're seeing it the, from the perspective of this halfling druid. Yeah, you definitely aren't recycling well enough. No, not at all. There, there's more <laughs> than just the blue and green bins. And how dare yeah. you? Yep. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, but that that's it. We we've done it. We've we've no, that's not it. We've, no. No, we still got to do it. Now it's time for us to lift the mental weights. Right now. Lifting weights is what I do. Look at me. Lift these weights. Okay. Which one do we want to take? It's straightforward. Yeah. I really like the one, uh, the halfling sitting in the tree. The otomy one. Yes. So we will pick F. And it is a, like you said, it's a halfling just sitting in a tree with furs and leathers and kind of a wistful look. Yeah, she's like holding this, yeah, maple leaf or something. And she's also got really interesting ears, too. Um, sort of a non-traditional look for a halfling. Yeah, I mean, I just, I love this this painting. It's just, it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I don't know. What's her story? I get a ranger vibe. So what is the halfling's name? What is the halfling's nickname? And how did they get it? And I would actually like to nickname them Autumn. Yeah. Yeah, that feels about right. She just looks so comfortable yeah. in the setting here. And she's got like these coppery colored eyes too. Yeah. Well, and the idea of a ranger and then giving her that nickname of Autumn, what if she were to kind of like travel in, with the seasons? And so then everywhere mm-hmm. she is, it is kind of feels like Autumn. But she kind of, I mean, if you knew her, knew her well enough rather, you would know exactly where she is at what time of year. She always smells like pumpkin spice. Mm. <laughs> All things pumpkin spice. Hey, pumpkin spice is delicious. And uh, go go get it, Autumn. You get it. You're basic. <laughs> You're basic. Me, I know. Why well, can't she should smell like pumpkin, though? No, I agree. I okay. wholeheartedly agree with that. <laughs> what special abilities does the halfling have? I really, I really see her having like a fox like mm. animal companion yeah. you know like one of those orange foxes uh, with the, the black and white ears yeah. just this seems very like her thing so maybe she's a beast master ranger i like it um it has that that sort of creature or maybe maybe there's something with the ears here so what the ears kind of remind me of is a fur bulk oh actually. yeah um so maybe she's spent time with fur bulks or like Somewhere in her lineage, uh, there was a Furbolg, um, which, and they, they have a, a bunch of abilities that put them like closer to the nature. They can actually speak to animals, and maybe there's something there. 
I also like the idea of maybe giving some of those ability, like pass without trace and, and mm-hmm. things like that earlier because you know she just is completely barefoot and seems so nonchalant about being in a tree. Like her ability yeah. to travel and leave no trace behind is better than most. Yeah. I like it. Okay, what else we got? What else we got? What quirks does the halfling have? Maybe she's obsessed with drinking apple cider. Like, that's her thing. Like, she just, she can't say no to a good cider, like a good uh, crisp yeah. cider. Um, so you can convince her to do a lot of things, like, by, by giving her some of that sweet, sweet cider. Ooh, apple cider vinegar, <laughs> solve all your problems. Yeah. Or, or just, or maybe even, she's got a sugar, like, thing. Um, so, you know, because cider is so sugary, yeah. like, she'll just get super hyper. Uh, she kids can't get enough of those apple apple cider drinks. I like it. Yeah. And just, yeah, giving her, like, this kind of sweet tooth because you're mm-hmm. normally out in nature, you're not going to find that kind of thing. Yep. Oh, that's good. Anything else, aka you do you. Now I'm just thinking of, like, Applejack from My Little Pony. That's, that's all. <laughs> That's it. That's Done. It. Okay. And now I'm now I'm thinking about apple pie and I'm thinking about pumpkin spice. Oh man, I can't wait for it to be fall, man. Here we come. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. How about we pick my favorite one? Okay. Yeah. What's your favorite one? Uh, I pick C because it is just a rotund halfling. With a barrel as a backpack and a bow that is taller than he is. Oh, yeah. And I love every minute of it. This dude is not here for any of your nonsense. No. He's got (laughs) the weirdest looking, most basic helm. Yep. He's wonderful. I love him. Every minute. It looks like a bowl just flipped over Uh on his head. Yeah. Yep. Just kind of like. Wow. (laughs) Carved out a cannonball, shoved it on his head, called it a day. (laughs) It's good. <laughs> Y'all have to get in these forums yeah. and like see see what's going on here. It's he he's a magical person and I love him and what's his name? Oh, I don't know. I get a Toby vibe. Okay, Toby. <laughs> or Tobias. And people call him Toby and he hates it. Tobes. Hey Tobes. Hey Tobes. Uh yeah. Tobias? Yes. Ever stout. Yes, Tobias Everstout, and it is a cask that he has in his barrel. Yep, it's just a, of stout. Yep, just a, there we go. Done. Um, maybe it's his it's family's curse. Oh. Uh, they must all always bear this this stout or bring it across the lands. Sorry, I've only had one cup of coffee to get. No, nope. so perfect. Just... I love it, and also the idea that he's like perpetually making more, and it's like yeah. that you know in this ancient heirloom that he's carrying around, basically, and like spreading the good word of the Everstouts. Yeah, it's just his family legacy. He yeah. must travel the lands. Well, because he has like a, the word. He has like a satchel next to it. Mm-hmm. He's ready to go. He looks tired. Yeah, well, yeah to- <laughs> he's here to get something done. Toby's constantly carrying a keg around. Of course, he's tired. Yeah, I'd be tired too. Mm-hmm. But I love him. I love Toby. Um, what special abilities does the halfling have? I mean, it's, I feel like it's kind of interesting that. He's wielding such a large bow. Yeah, definitely. And I want to say that, like, maybe focusing in on that and being like sharpshooter or something like that. Because, mm-hmm. we, I mean, let's all be honest with the picture. Toby's not really a getaway kind of guy. And no, so then. He's strength. That's a strong yep, build. And being able to, like, assess danger and then just shoot it. Yep. Done. Okay. Sharpshooter and all of those. 
Yeah, he's got this really thick leather belt on here. I'm like, if it was a belt of giant strength, like I totally wouldn't be surprised. And the fact that he's wielding that giant, yeah, like, having like a strength composite bow kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, done. How does the halfling treat the PCs though? I think it depends if they like his stout or not. Mm. How he treats them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I've got a weird quirk that I've been thinking the whole time. All right. Okay, are you ready? Yes. Uh, Toby doesn't drink. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 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 It's for him. It's an art. Yeah. Which is sounds totally like when I, I when I make a mixed drink. I'm like, yeah. I don't want any part of this, but I want it to be perfect. <laughs> I don't savor my own flavor. No, nope. here here it is. Yeah, he knows exactly how to make it, and he it's all based on the interactions of others. Math. And <laughs> yeah, he but he doesn't doesn't drink a drop. Never will. Yep. I wonder if he travels like to different inns and taverns in the land, like sampling. The stout and trying to like get it into every tavern. Maybe that's what he travels doing. Yeah. He's like a traveling barrel salesman. Yep, and then just like takes good good notes on how people liked it or didn't like it, what mm-hmm. they think should change. Or maybe he's like questing for the perfect like final ingredient oh. to his family stout. So he'll try different things and then make people try it and like yeah, take notes and he's questing for that that one key component. Yep. And then he won't drink until it's perfect. Yep. Ah, oh, I love it. Done. Toby. Anything else? No, I think I think we've got a lot going we, on yeah. with Toby. Agreed. Uh, Toby, you're perfect. Like I said from the very beginning. You're perfect just as you are, Tobias. Done. Okay. But I say we've done it. We've lifted Aha. the mental weights. Woo! So uh, if you want to get a hold of us and tell us all about how you have incorporated halflings into your games, uh, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at DMnastics or me personally at C. Conowich or Neil at Jotmaniac, J-O, what do you Jack of all trades. Master of none, I-A-C. Yep. Of course, if you head over to Twitter, that's where we post daily DMnastics, where I have just basically gone onto ArtStation, found some inspirational stuff, post it, and of course, always link back to the original artist so you can check out all the other awesome stuff they're doing. Mm-hmm. Ah, but guess what? We're, what? we're going to head to our post-workout cooldown and stretch with the light bulb. Light bulb. Today on the light bulb, and maybe for many weeks following this, we will talk about <laughs> cool stuff we bought at Gen Con. Cool stuff we bought at Gen Con. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so I have something that I really wanted to talk about. Um, this is probably one of my favorite things I picked up at Gen Con, but this is the deck of many animated things. Uh, so this deck here, this is from Hit Point Press, uh, and they are the folks, they have a bunch of different decks that are just really beautifully illustrated, and they have like monster cards, item cards, um, stuff that like it's on little cards, so very quick reference um, images you can use in your games. Uh, but this one in particular I picked up, the deck of many animated things is of course the deck of many things, like the legendary item uh, from Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, and these cards, of course, have like dire consequences when you oh, pull them. Oh, yes. Or really or, like game breaking. Oh, 
that is the most apt description of the cards is that they are game breaking. Some of them are terrible. Some of them are amazing. All of them will break your game. Yes, you can get things that give you wish spells. You can have things that undo actions in the past. Uh, your soul can be trapped in a void forever. Um, I you had know. that one the last time I used it. Oh, God, yeah. Just just little fun things like that. Uh, but what I really love about these cards, one, I mean, you physically get the deck of cards. Mm-hmm. So if you are pulling this or using this in your game, you can actually shuffle the deck and hand them to the players to draw, which I just, I really want to put it in a game. Cause like this is, that's just so exciting. If a DM actually like whipped that out at the table and was like, okay, draw. What? You know what <laughs> I would be do? Crazy. Be- what? Because often a thing that, you know, in one of the mechanics of the deck is to, you know, and if I were to present the deck to you, you would tell me how many cards you want. And mm-hmm. so then let's say you say three, I think something I would do is kind of like, f- forward facing shuffle back and forth and then slowly lay the three of them out in front of you at the table and then let you choose which of the three to pick up first god yes and because you have to you also have to take them one at a time because some cards won't allow you to take additional cards after that yeah and uh, the second part of why i love what this is so it's called the deck of many animated yes And that is because they are they are holographic cards. So the way these are built is basically when you move them, the images shift and change. They're so good. So yeah, so you see it's like moving art here. So like for the fool card I'm holding, like rain is falling down and lightning is like repeatedly striking, or like the avatar of death card. Yes, that was scythe. Oh. Yeah. The scythe swinging back and forth, like through the word on the front of the card. The, it's just the jester literally looks like he's dancing up and down. Yeah, it's it's incredible. I mean, I I could sit here and look at these cards. I'm doing it right now, uh, like just <laughs> over and over again, because <laughs> um, they're they're so beautiful and like the imagery on there too is just so telling. And like I would be so excited if I was a player and was actually handed one of these cards. And of course, um, they're really great about it. They also included a little rule book um, that explains what each of the cards do uh, that comes with the set. So when you get the cards here, you know, it just says like fool, and then you can look it up in the reference book. Um, So they really put the art first on these cards and they're just extremely, extremely well done. Love it. Get them. Yeah. Love them like we do. Yeah, so go to thedeckofmany.com or follow at thedeckofmany on Twitter to check out more about these awesome cards. Boom. But with that, we're going to turn out the lights and head out of the gym. Before we go, I want to implore you, the listeners, to join the forums and take part in these challenges and exercises as well as other conversations being had. And to do that, all you have to do is head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net and try some gymnastics. So your players don't ask, do you even lift? Can I trust you'll add your own cardio? Yeah, no, don't put me down for cardio. What are you doing? Horizontal running.